You are listening to the Player 2 Podcast. If you'd like to have your question read live and on the air, feel free to send an email to player2podcast at yahoo.com. That's player, the number two, podcast at yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host Lorenzo, and I am back, baby. Sorry for the delay, but between work and the holiday season, I unfortunately haven't had much time to record or edit anything lately. However, the time for excuses have changed, and I'm diving back into this full throttle. Pedal to the freaking metal. Back by popular demand this week, I'm joined by my good friend Tyrone. Stay tuned as we discuss the ins and outs of having difficult conversations with your significant other. So without further ado, let's start the show. Alright folks, this is a Player 2 podcast all about helping you find your Player 2. I'm your host Lorenzo, and tonight I'm joined again by my host, Tyrone. Good morning everybody, how are we doing today? Alright, we got a couple questions for you real quick, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and knock them out. Our first question is kind of a, an amalgamation of questions from other people, but uh, they essentially, they want to know a little bit more about us. So, Tyrone, tell me, what exactly was your worst dating experience? My worst dating experience was actually, I have to say, my ninth grade year. I know they always talk about how Latina girls are like crazy, this, that, that, that. But they but are crazy, they, she was Puerto Rican. I'll just say that. Doesn't make her less crazy. <laughs> but but she was pretty wild. So she was into gangs. And whenever a girl would look over my way, she would meme mug him and re- be ready to fight him. That was definitely my worst dating experience. Um, I'm a lovey type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was very loving. Uh, best food I've ever had was made by her. Uh, she baked as well. So on that side of things, it was great. But as far as the relationship side, it was. I felt kind of like the female because she was so aggressive and so like forward with things. Mm-hmm. So I was not really ready for that. And I was younger at the time too. Now I could probably handle it. But back then I was like, oh, you know, that's not really for me. So I'd say ninth grade for me was my worst experience. What about you? Me personally, uh, I mean, there's uh, it's hard to pick one because there's been so many, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had to narrow it down to just one really scummy dating experience, there was a girl, uh, again, in high school like you, who I was obsessed with, and so was one of my buddies. And, you know, when you're in high school, your circle of friends and dating pool is not that <laughs> large. So everybody either winds up dating their friends or you guys date each other exes, which is never going to end well. So I did some things to set myself up, but... At the last minute, I decided to be like, you know what? She's not really worth it. I'm going to go encourage her to be with either her actual boyfriend or the friend that she wants to cheat on her boyfriend with. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? I kind of just bowed out because they were like a whole, you know, they have like love triangles and shit like that in TV. This thing was like a goddamn love octagon. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It <laughs> was bad. It was bad. <laughs> but anyway, I, I politely bowed out. And she did not appreciate that. And tried to get a restraining order because she said, I quote, 
was a terrible person who did bad things. When all I did was make it known to her that I wasn't going to be interested in dating her along with the eight other people that were interested in her. And so she complained to the police and the police told her to go pound sand. And then she told me to fuck off and her friends talked to me about it. And they're like, hey, that's kind of fucked up what she did. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. And to this day, they're some of my best friends that I have because they were low key sick of her bullshit, too. So So y'all all all kind of like just. So it's kind of like I jokingly refer to it as me getting the kids in the divorce because (laughs) we went from being a one large group of friends to a kind of like split the group of friends in half. Like half of the friends chose her, half of the friends chose me. And then some more of her friends chose me over her. And then as time went on, more friends chose me over her. And then from what I've gathered, she is gone gained a bunch of weight and married some dude that you know fucking whatever so that was my worst eating experience but that was a long time ago and i'm a much better person because of it well i'm glad that i'm not the only one who had some type of it was a love triangle it was one girl and me and my good friend best friend at the time oh no not the best friend we was fighting over the same girl like we never fought about her or anything did did either one of you end up getting her we both got her at different times (laughs) so so i thought i was the only one who did that (laughs) but hey i know i know the feeling bro i was cool but it was just me and him but we just kind of like one day i had her next he had her Jesus Christ, the next day? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, wait on none of (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it's funny because even after, like, that was in middle school. So after middle school, Mm -hmm. after we graduated, we ended up running to each other in public. And I was like, ooh, uh, (laughs) about that. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, so that was back then. I wasn't on that as Mm -hmm. an adult. I'm glad to know other people has done that as well. For sure. I just think it's, it plays into a lot of the whole high school, you think your world is so small and everything's important, but high school doesn't freaking matter. Nope. Like, to our younger listeners out there, when you graduate high school, that shit doesn't matter. Like, oh, hey, I was a cool kid in high school. It's not going to matter. You're either going to pretend to be a cool kid in college and not be a cool kid in college. Or you'll go on to be a cool kid in college and then not be a cool person in the rest of your life. Like, I was... I'm not even going to say borderline. I used to be a straight-up fucking nerdy-dirty back in the day. Like, oh, I could... Here's how bad I was. My dad used to think I didn't want to hang out with my parents because I was messing around and creeping with girls. I didn't want to hang out with my parents because I was hanging out with my buddies playing video games. I'm like, yeah, I want to hang out at my boy's house. They play fucking the new Xbox Halo game. And my dad's like, hey, son, uh, I noticed you seem really distant. Like, is everything okay? Is it there's any girls? I'm like, no, I, I'm just playing video games all the time. That's that, that's how bad I used to be. Halo used to be the shit. No, I'm not sure. saying Halo wasn't the shit. I'm just saying, like, if I can go from being the nerdy video game guy that I was back in the day to the cool, suave, mente dude that I am now, it's just, it's all about confidence, knowing what you want, and pursuing it. You know what I'm saying? That comes with time, for sure. It I know does come with time. Like, the whole uh, high school jock shit, basketball player, football player, cheerleader shit that 
kids really care about because that's what's important. It really doesn't. Like, I promise you, I can bet $1,000 right now. Give me some money. All the people who are popular now are fat and have kids and don't have nothing going on in their life. And I promise you, it happens every time. The baddest girl in the school, the one that everybody wanted, give it time, I promise. She's gonna be the worst person. Well, yeah, because everybody was, she was the baddest girl in school, so she just went and got knocked up because everybody was sleeping with her. Yeah, it's that nerdy girl, it's that nerdy yeah. girl who went and got herself an education, went and got herself a fucking doctrine, or she's making like six figures now, and you're like, yo, I'll be the staying at home motherfucker. Like, she can fucking work and do whatever. I'll stay at home and be a fucking living maid as much money as she's making, and she's bad as fuck. I mean, look at any, you know, not another teen movie. Look at any teen movie from the 90s. You take a girl, she takes her glasses off, she lets her hair and out of a little ponytail. She's amazing. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's very true. Hey, <laughs> I see no lies detected. <laughs> so, with all that being said, high school stuff doesn't matter. What does matter is your education. So, make sure, I know for me, I was chasing girls. I thought girls was everything. I still love women. I have a problem, but I will say education is where it's at. Education is always something that nobody can take away from you. You can get your time wasted thinking you fall in love after some girl, whatever, some guy. And then they cheat on you, or whatever. But now, all that time is wasted, but you always have your education. You always have that to fall back on. All right, all right. That's <laughs> Man, I, that high school drama, I do not miss that shit. I don't all. know. All right. Our next question comes from Hip Hop Anonymous, which, I'll be honest, looking at this question, it does not surprise me as to why he decided to keep himself anonymous. Anyway, the question goes on, Dear Player 2 Podcast, I recently failed my short arm inspection, and while it looked out that I got a treatable STI, the shame and embarrassment I feel right now is weighing on me greatly. Do you have any advice on what I should do or how I should break this to my loved ones? First of all, let me chime in real quick. When you said short arm inspection, I, I scratched my head, but I must admit, that is fucking hilarious. That, that's... <laughs> This that's dude's hilarious. in the military. That's that's that's, oh, that's, that's a military <laughs> term. When you fucking when you fucking fail your STD test that they give you. Oh man. Yeah, you get it. You get you get tested a lot in the military. That's for, for good reason, clearly. For good reason. <laughs> but yeah. wow. Well, yeah, that's what a short arm inspection is. If you fail that, shit. I got a couple questions. All right. So first off, you said your loved ones. So that means it's plural. It's multiple. I'm assuming he means his family, in which case, don't, don't, exact, don't tell your fucking family, dude, just take your pills and just fucking move on with your damn self. Like. Unless you got that magic Johnson. <laughs> if you got that magic, then you obviously legally have to say something, but if it's just a little, you know, something a little penicillin can take care of, yeah, just keep that thing pushing. Just learn from it, like, be smarter next time, wrap it up. But that, again, that's only with your family. Now, with your partners... There is a conversation you gotta have, cause one of them girls gave it, to, or guys, I guess. Well, somebody <laughs> gave it to you. <laughs> somebody gave it to you, and I'm not saying you need to go all, you know, detective, you know, true lies and find out who gave it to you, you know. But you do need to at least have the conversation with at least the partners you've had for the last three months to be like, hey, listen, 
this happened, I failed my short arm inspection, you might want to get yourself checked, and then, you know, either they gave it to you and they knew about it and they didn't tell you, which is fucked up, or you gave it to them and they're going to be pissed at you and then they're probably not going to want to see you again, which, that's understandable, but hey, at least they got themselves checked, they got their pills and they got it all taken care of as opposed to... You keep it silent, you keep it on lockdown, and that just shit just continues to fester and spread and spread and spread and spread. I'll hop in real quick. I've never failed a, a SCE test, thank God. However, there was a time where a girl came to me and said, hey, my gynecologist told me that I got chlamydia, and I had had sex with her raw. So what I did, I went to the health department, you know, fill out the little form, whatever. Hey, I think I was exposed to somebody who had it. And then I got a pill, got really sick, whatever, whatever. I earned so much respect for that young lady because if she would have been embarrassed not to say something to me, I would have potentially been affecting other people and not knowing it. So in your case, if you are, well, you know for sure, you just got to take that bullet, honestly, and be a man about it and just for the sake of other people, including yourself, so that it doesn't continue to be a spread and other people will get the clap back. It's just terrible. So clap back, really? Clap back. That's what I'm gonna help myself. But definitely, man. I I say uh, leave your family out of it unless yeah, there's really no reason to tell them unless unless you fucked your sister. Jesus Christ. Then obviously, yeah, you need to tell your sister. I don't know if you're from Texas or or Alabama because I know that's how they get down over there. But like I said, if it's not your sister that you're smashing, you don't tell your family. You just tell the people and your partners within, like he said, the last three months. Here's the bigger issue. Why are you having sex with your sister in the first place? Like, it's nothing against Texas or Alabama or Mississippi or Florida or New Jersey. <laughs> Everywhere. Or, a- <laughs> or Arizona. I don't care what state you're from or if you're a Canadian viewer, I don't care what providence you're from. Don't be sleeping with your family. I don't care what the fuck's going on on Pornhub where they look like, hey, it's okay because we're step-siblings. No, this shit needs to end, all right? Take a page out of Ryan Kramer's book and be like, oh, I appreciate, you know, your interest in me, but no thank you. We're family, and I think that would be wrong. But I appreciate, I respectfully decline your advances. All right, Tyrone, our last question of the night. I'll let you read this one. I'll share the love. All right. It says, One of my good friends is getting married to her boyfriend of five years in June of next year. This past year, she and her boyfriend bought a house together. And when drunk me and my boyfriend recently learned that she doesn't, in fact, love him, her and her fiancé have nothing in common, and he makes it clear to her that the things are important to her aren't important to him. On top of that, she has feelings for another man. Jesus Christ. She would never cheat with but still, to me, that is a clear sign that the marriage is doomed from the start. He doesn't make her happy. He's always grumpy. And on top of that, when they moved in together, he made her get rid of her cat. Fuck this, dude. Not the fucking cat. Dude, get the Like, even if you're a dog person, if your significant other makes you get rid of your pet because y'all are moving in, dude, fuck them, man. Damn. Fuck them. That's your pet. Yeah, that's your baby. Her reason for not leaving is that he's already invested so much into the wedding 
and she doesn't want to upset or break his heart. Am I being a better friend by leaving things be or letting shit play out? Or should I stand up and make my feelings known? I mean, you should probably take in that cat because I don't know what the hell happened to it. I think it's bullshit that her boyfriend, for fiance, I guess at this point, made her get rid of that cat. That's fucked up. I mean, you already know where I stand, but that's... I'm really upset about that whole him making her get rid of her cat thing. That's fucked up. I've been engaged before, so I can say rightfully that if you're not happy, there is no reason for you to go ahead and think that once you do put a ring on it and you say I do, that things are going to get better because it's not. It's actually going to get worse. So that's exactly why I got rid of or I broke up my fiance and I took my ring back because you shouldn't. And as a friend, if you can see these things, maybe your friend doesn't see it. Maybe she has a rose-colored glasses, as they say, and she can't really see. Because when you're in a situation, you don't really know what your other people can see. Like, you can see the raptor in other's eye, but you can't see it in your own. So I say definitely speak up. And as a real friend, because you guys are friends, she's going to know that you're not just jealous because obviously you have a boyfriend already and she's gonna know that it's out of love so definitely tell her like hey baby girl like this ain't what you want at that point it's out of your hands you wipe yourself clean and whatever she does is on her that was actually gonna be the point that i was gonna bring up is do you risk the friendship it's not even so much that she doesn't approve of her friend's fiance it's that her friend does not want to be with her fiance and you as a friend, are you having them double down by saying, hey, they're a terrible person, you should break up with them because you don't like them? Or do you just be the friend and support them no matter what they do, whether they wind up marrying this guy or not? In my opinion, I feel like no matter what, you as a friend, you could tell somebody something even when they don't want to hear it because that's your place as a friend. Mm -hmm. You get that right to tell them straight up, you know, uncut, without feelings getting hurt, hey, you fucking up, or you're you're not doing good right now, you need to do better. Yeah. Uh, I don't, if they're really friends, I don't think it would ruin their friendship. Yeah, no, you don't want a friend that's just paying yeah. you lip service, that's not yeah. actually, to me, that's not a good friend, but right. in the moment, you're like, yo, fuck this person. Yeah, it might hurt, but fuck it, like, you should know that that person has your, your best intentions. And if she's not, like I said, it's not a jealousy thing. It's not anything like that. It's truly for your best interest. And so I say go for it for sure. All right. I think, you know, you just need to be there for your friend. Like Tyrone said, tell him how you feel. But then I would not harp on that every time you see your friend. So like, sit him down like, hey, I know you got drunk, but you said something that's made me wonder, or do you actually want to go through this marriage? And, you know, you talk about how you're worried about how much money he spent on the wedding. Well, I can tell you from a third-hand experience, divorce costs way more than a marriage does. So if you're just looking at it purely from a financial perspective, it costs way more to get divorced than it does to get married. And when people get married and then live together, they often wind up pregnant. So you throw a child in there, now that makes it even more messy and more expensive. And it's a lot harder to get a divorce than it is to get married. Getting married is super easy. Mm -hmm. It's not hard at all. But getting a divorce, it is paperwork, lawyers, money. It is so hard. It's not worth it at all. If anything, you know, push off the engagement. Like, tell her, hey, just give a few more months or a year or whatever. Let's think about this. Give her more months if he's already given her five years. And if she doesn't like him, you think she's going to just grow to like him after five years? That's a time sunk concept at that point. 
That's true. In my opinion, I feel like two years is max. If I don't know if I want to marry you in two years, you're not the one. Five years is way too long. I don't. That's too long. Get, you think it takes more than you think it takes two years to decide if you're gonna marry somebody? Yeah, I, that's my opinion. A whole 24 months of dating, not so like for example, if I'm getting to know you, we're talk, we're in a talking stage, we're not dating. So where do you start the time. timer then? Do you start the timer at hey, I just met you? No. Here's my number, no. and that's when you start your two year no. countdown. My two year countdown is when I decide that I'm not talk, I'm no longer talking to any other girl. I'm exclusive to you only. That timer begins. And then we are going on dates where I'm seeing you in public, I'm seeing you around my friends, I'm seeing you around my family, and how you react. I am able to, at that point, dictate if you're gonna be my best friend, you're gonna be a compatible mate for me. Mm. I don't need five years for that. I feel like that's bullshit, personally. Well, I mean, that five year could be some financials. I, this is me just playing devil's advocate, yeah, behind you. but you know, that five years could be some financial reasons, like weddings are expensive. Well, and I also have an opinion on that. I personally, like for me, love is love. Fucking go to the courthouse. Like, I, I don't need all this extravagant tux and- You don't, but she might. Shit, to, you one way motherfucker. Either you want me or you don't, baby. It's just that simple. Would, would you rather have- Oh, it's all about you, huh? <laughs> would you is, this she, or is this girl writing about you, mister? <laughs> The she things I care about, he doesn't seem to care about, they're not as important to me. Is this you? She Have you been dating that. somebody for the last five years and you don't know? Man, look, your priorities gotta be there. If you're more concerned about, you know, posting all these pictures and having this glamorous wedding as opposed to spending the rest of your life with your partner and your best friend, then you might need to rethink your your priorities because obviously, in my opinion, my priorities would be, I want to be with you, I want to struggle with you, and I want to build with you, so I'd rather just have that. And then my loved ones and my family, they're gonna understand. If they if they can't make it or whatever the case may be, they're gonna be there for our anniversaries because we plan on being together until we're old and great. So it's not like this is the end of the world. That's my personal opinion. I'm putting in my two cents that we'll probably just call it because I'm looking at you know the question and they're talking about how they've invested so much money and that their boyfriend doesn't consider things that they like appropriate or they don't they don't take into account things that she the female fiance likes so it almost sounds like she just uh bends over backwards mm -hmm. so you know there definitely needs to be a conversation because from i mean we're only getting what's out of the story to begin with and we're getting that side of the story third hand from the concerned friend this is true. But the guy might think he's marrying a girl who's completely on board. So he might not even be aware that there's any issue because it doesn't sound like she is voicing her own opinions. It seems like she's just somebody who's, oh, I'll put my happiness on the back burner for my partner. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be a whole different conversation about that because maybe the reason she's not getting along with her old man is because she doesn't strongly voice her opinions or at least stand up for her opinions because he might actually be okay with her having whatever things but because she takes such a lukewarm stance on stuff you know he might not realize just how important it is to her and also you know i'll be the first to admit hey if your relationship's going south just fucking christian bail your way out of there you know like there's no need to stick around in a dying relationship because you've sunk x amount of time into it but that being said relationships do take time they do take work, and I'm not saying you need to, you know, leave at the first sign of trouble. However, if you've put in the work, you know, if you know your love language and your partner is not communicating it to you, and you've 
you've voiced your concerns, you've done the work, but it's still not working, then by all means, leave. Break up, get out while the getting's good, and move on to the next one. But you do need to put in the work if you want that relationship to work. Because what I'm worried about is her friend who wrote into us, you know, comes down on her fiance, and then the friend who's getting married doubles down like, no, we, we have our problems, but we're working through it, or whatever, whatever. You know, she's got a guy that she's already fantasizing about cheating with. She sounds like she does not want to get married to this guy to begin with, and she's only sticking around because she bends over backwards, because she doesn't want to rock the waves and the motion of the ocean. So it's going to be a tough call because you don't want to be that asshole friend who says, hey, you should break up with them. And then that makes them double down and continue to date them. However, if the shit goes sideways, like it sounds like it's going to, then your friends will be like, yo, what the fuck? You didn't say anything to me? And it's like, yeah, no, I fucked up. I gave you a bunch of lip service. So you're kind of, this is one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Personally, I think if you're as good at friends as it sounds like you are, you can make that tough stance like Tyrone said and just lay lay the cards down. Don't harp on it. Don't put your friendship on the line. Like, don't say, hey, it's me or your fiance type shit. But like, hey, you said some things. I'm kind of worried about your upcoming marriage. Blah, blah, blah. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We're going to play this episode for them so they can listen to us talk about it so they know it's not just you right. being a nosy neighbor. Right. But, you know... Whoop whoop, let the cards fall where they may, I guess, at the end of the day. Well, I guess I'll end on this note. I don't know if you guys know uh, Roderick Davis, also well known as Gucci Man, a local rapper, and from Atlanta. He said, Guys are like buses. Miss one, next 15, one coming. With that being said, if it don't work out, yay, another one's gonna be coming. I'm sure you have a one for her. Oh my god. <laughs> if I didn't have as good a beer in my hand as I did, I want to spat take so hard. <laughs> they would sorry when I do a spit take when you said that shit. Like, like that's a really good beer. It's like, you know, like, right full sort like, oh, don't spit it, don't spit it. It's a good beer. Don't spit it up. I thought that was perfect. It was perfect. And on that note, I think that's a great place to end it tonight. We appreciate it as always, you guys out here on the Player 2 podcast. And... We look forward to hearing from you guys again soon. All right, guys. Tyrone signing out. Good night. Take care. And remember, fasten your seatbelts. Because it's the law and you don't want to fly through a windshield. Folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Player 2 Podcast. A big thanks to my guest Tyrone. Always a pleasure to have him on. As always, you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with at PodcastP2. You can send an email to us directly with player2podcast at yahoo.com. You can even get your questions read live and on the air if you use any of those links to DM us. The theme song you're hearing right now is Player 2 Co-op by Danny Wisner. And a special thanks to my editor, Charles Dyke. But most importantly, I want to give a big shout out to you, the listeners, for liking and subscribing to this show. Low key, if you haven't done it already, that'll be a great time to do so. I'm not your boss. I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. You're a free person. I respect your independence. However, that being said, would really help me out. I greatly appreciate it. Anyways, links in the description to all those I've just mentioned above. 
feel free to check him out when you get the time. As always, I'm your host, Lorenzo, and I hope you find your player too. is all just a game and I'ma play it cooperatively so baby won't you be my cover on the battleground us back to back when we're surrounded we make quite the team 